are some people that make their work just another thing they have to do. And there are those that make their work something that they want to do. Welcome to Working on Purpose with your host, Elise Cortez. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration from those people who have found deeper meaning and personal connection to their work life. It's beyond 9 to 5. It's Working on Purpose. Now, here is your host, Elise Cortez. Welcome back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Elise Cortez, joining you from Dallas, Texas, which is home base for me. This program is all about helping people more meaningfully and productively connect with their work and equipping organizations to do the same for their employees. It was originally inspired by the meaning in work research I've been doing over the last 15 years and now complements the work that I do at Insignium, a global management consulting firm. Let me thank my media partner and sponsor first before we get into the conversation. It is Jobbing.com. Jobbing.com is the leading locally focused job board in the nation, and they are dedicated to helping employers find quality talent in their own backyard while giving job seekers control over their search so they can find work close to home. Thanks for the great partnership, Jobbing.com. Last week, if you missed the show, we were on the air with Staff Sergeant Jason Morgan, who has a most remarkable story of service and survival while serving in the Air Force. He is a paraplegic man with an amputated leg who still manages to live life to its fullest, jumping out of airplanes and running marathons, among many other activities. He is a single father to three boys and now is on a mission to help people embrace their own adversity and serve others to find purpose in their lives and work. I walked out of that conversation thinking I have zero excuse not to go 100% for my goals. Nothing has held me back. Great conversation. With us this week is Mary Shores, who is a successful entrepreneur, author, and revolutionary founder of the groundbreaking Conscious Communication System, which produces positive results through positive action. She has spent over a decade teaching businesses and individuals how to inspire others, create new ways of thinking, identify and achieve their goals, and take action to create truly meaningful results. Today, we'll be talking about her work in conscious communication and how we can use it to get better results at work her perspective on how we can identify our talents to change a career, she would be so inclined, and her fascinating concept of cleansing or clogging various aspects of our lives. She joins us today from Champaign, Illinois. Mary, welcome to Working on Purpose. Thank you, Elise. I'm so excited to be here today. I am too, and if I have it right, I believe that we found each other on Twitter, which is where I seem to find a lot of my guests, so thank you again, Twitter. <laughs> um, there are several things, Mary. I wish I had more than an hour with you. And as we discussed before the, the show went on the air, maybe we can do this again. But I want to start the conversation with your whole idea of conscious communication. Um, so first, how did you become interested in conscious communication? Conscious communication, I think, first arised in just my own wanting to make a shift in my business. So I really noticed how many people would call my office, and they might be super frustrated at the end of the call. And so it started with a simple goal of, I want to know how can I make people happier by the end of the call, happier than they were when they very first called in. Now, the twist to this is when you understand that I own a collection agency. So you don't <laughs> think of debt collectors in terms of, like, let's try to make people happy. But that's really di- that really is how it began. Mm. Okay, we're going to dive more into that. Now, the next thing I want to understand, of course, is we want to get we want to get into the terminology itself. So, what do you mean by conscious communication? Conscious communications is simply a guide to help you harness the power of your words to change your mind, your choices, and your life. And it's backed both by modern science, ancient spirituality, and everything in between. 
Mm, just sounds yummy. Okay, now, when you and I spoke on the phone, you said, and I think this is on your website too, that there's this notion of the neuroscience behind communication. So help us understand what do you mean by the neuroscience behind this concept? So I like to describe this um, because I believe that a lot of these sciences can get complicated, especially when we talk about neuroscience, because neuroscience can mean a lot of things. But basically, you know, we understand the concept that we have a conscious mind that lies in our prefrontal cortex, and this is where, you know, this is where our conscious thought lies. But then we also have our subconscious, which, which we don't tap into. And our subconscious is built up of all of these sort of repetitive thoughts and all of our old belief systems that we may not even be aware of. I mean, some of them are obvious, like, you know, you should eat eggs for breakfast because that's a breakfast food. You know, that's an obvious belief. But you may have a a barrier belief or a limiting belief that you're not even aware of. So neuroscience is is just the science behind um, how I know that we can use our words to change our mind, change our choices, and change our life. And a simple way that I use to start describing this is by talking about the frequency scale of emotions, that basically everything we say or do is going to either move us up or down the frequency scale, depending on what triggers our nervous system, because our nervous system is being impacted all day, every day by everything we see, touch, hear, you know, all through our senses, right? So... When our nervous system notices something, then it's going to release a set of chemicals, and that is actually coming from the the um, hypothalamus signals in our brain what chemicals to to release. So, for example, if a stressful situation comes our way, we're going to be we're going to start to release um, adrenaline and cortisol, right? Because we're going to be in our fight or flight system. Whereas if we know that we're say getting ready to watch a movie, then we're going to be activating our parasympathetic nervous system and we're going to be, um, releasing more relaxing hormones. But I think that what we don't understand is this impact of how this is, this is happening at every moment of every day. And so that's one part of the neuroscience. And the other part is just through that, the, the words we use, the actions that we take, there's this concept of alignment that we need to get our thoughts, our feelings, our words, our choices, our actions all in alignment with what we want. And that's when we can really get that neuroscience working to connect us to the life of our dreams because the words we say are, in a sense, writing a program in that subconscious mind. Wow, you are so crisp. Talk about conscious communication. You are so crisp in how you talk, Mary. I know that you know that, but I just got to say it. <laughs> it's, well, it's gorgeous. Well, thanks, thank you, because um, sometimes I think I'm just, you know, you just never know. So I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, good. Well, here's what I want to do next. I, For our listeners' sake, I want to queue up a, a few instances of how you would describe maybe ineffective communication and then also um, where it's actually effective. And then I want you to actually talk about how you help people become more conscious to all this. Because when I hear you talk about all this stuff, Mary, it sounds to me like how in the world can we possibly get a handle on this and actually become conscious and effectively utilize our, our communication? So first, and it is fascinating for me to, to frame that you've identified this 
notion, this concept, as a very professional debt collector. Now, so just that's quite interesting of itself. I think that platform is something to it. But some examples, Mary, of ineffective communication that maybe we're just not considering, that maybe we do frequently or that you've seen that happen that our listeners might identify with that would show them this doesn't actually work. So I think that the first one and the most obvious one is negative speech patterns in general. So this would be through our self-talk or, um, you know, the committee in your head that's constantly running, telling, criticizing you and telling you how wrong you are in, in, you know, it could look like, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. Why did I choose that? I made such a huge mistake. You know, those, that is the most obvious answer to me, but there's also disempowering speech with others. So like, for example, um, one evening, it was Halloween time, I was out to dinner with a group of friends, and we were, we were at a restaurant, it was a nice restaurant, and one of the girls looked at the menu, and she just said, too rich for my blood. <laughs> so that's a really great example of disempowering speech, too rich for my blood. So if you hear your friend say that, what does it mean? To me, it sounds like the menu is above her station in life. Exactly. She is not, and by the way, it wasn't, and everything was half price. So it was like a half, you know, when you go to happy hour and everything was half price, right? But what to me it looked like was I was staring in the mind of, I was staring in her subconscious mind. And mm-hmm. I was understanding that she didn't feel worthy of that restaurant, of that food. Because, you know, certain restaurants might have a reputation of being like a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. But quite honestly, I mean, the prices weren't expensive at all. They were no different than your local chain restaurants. But that was such a mirror inside of her mind. Mm-hmm. So, you know, or I'll never get what I want. Or, you know, that that I'm not good enough for that job or that person. Or, you know, th- these are disempowering speech patterns. And we don't really recognize the impact that those words have on our belief system. So every time she says the phrase, too rich for my blood, what she's doing is she's reinforcing that neural network in her subconscious mind that is the belief system that for whatever reason, she is not worthy of that menu. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a great example. When I hear you talk, Mary, one of the things that's going through my mind to try to make sense of what you're saying is in, in our world, our, our business, we use this, this notion of foreground and background conversations. So the foreground is what actually shows up and is actually spoken between people. And the background is what informs all of that. And so you might think about it like a movie where if you're watching a movie, you see all of the, the action happening and that's the foreground, but the music that's playing in the background and some of the subtle ways that color is displayed across the screen is the background that informs how you take in that foreground conversation. Is that at all related to what you're yeah, talking that's about? Brilliant. Here? Okay. That's, that's brilliant. I love it. Okay. Okay, great. Um, well, how about an example of, of speech that does include conscious communication that really gets to more of an effective place? Well, I love this question because it allows me to get to the heart of it all. And I'm going to quickly mention five things. Okay. And these five things are self-talk, spoken word, affirmations, goals, and gratitude. So self-talk is obvious, you know, because it exists in our, in our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. So it's those things that we tell yourself um, on a day-to-day basis. And so, you know, as your producer was queuing up the show, he told you his mantra of, I work on purpose. 
That's a perfect example of if that's his self-talk, that's a really effective self-talk to make that a reality. And, and to, if we look at, if we think about neural networks in our subconscious mind as little highways and that the, every time you, you use self-talk in the positive or in the empowering way, you're actually like performing maintenance on that highway. Because what happens if we don't keep up that road maintenance? You know, the road falls apart. We also have spoken words because what you talk about, kind of like what you were saying, foreground and background. So what you speak about is a mirror of what's inside your subconscious mind. So in order to immerse yourself in the life you want to create, you must deliberately align your speech with what you want to affirm to be true in your life. You can do this using affirmations because an affirmation is the same thing as a declaration and you are asserting that what you want to be true is true through the creation and repetition of words or phrases. So affirmations are a great tool to reprogram your mind. And I have a lot of um, stuff that I write, like I wrote a three-step process to creating rocking affirmations because people can be sensitive. You know, I'm not suggesting that you use an affirmation that isn't true where you feel like you're lying to yourself, but there is a method to actually create really good workable affirmations. The next one is goals, and goals is one of my favorites because there is plenty of scientific research out there that says the difference between people who achieve success in life and those who do not is that high achievers regularly write down goals for themselves and then create a plan to make those goals happen. And there's just some sort of magical thing that that happens between your brain and that pen when you write down a goal. And then finally, but maybe even the most impactful, is having gratitude. So having a gratitude practice, um, believe it or not, actually rewires your brain to look for more things to be grateful for in your life. Okay. I love this. I want to go, I want to drill down on two of the things that you said, if I can, please, Mary. Absolutely. The first thing I want to get to is the the idea of goals. Now, I I am a very goal-oriented human being. In fact, Achiever is my number one Gallup strength. Now, here's what I think is really important about what you said, though. You said that you need to also be able to plan the goals. You can't. It's not enough just to list the goal out. I want to achieve this. You got to plan for it. Can you say a little bit more about that planning that makes it effective? Uh, so you know what I do is I create these one-page action plans. And I know that we're going to talk about that in a later segment, so we can even talk about, like, how to create just a small action plan for yourself. Because just having a goal of I want to lose 20 pounds um, or I want to make X amount of money or, you know, I want to take a trip, unless you actually start taking steps towards that goal, well, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I got it. Okay, beautiful. I just I really wanted to emphasize that for myself and for our listeners. Uh, the second thing I wanted to drill down on is, is this notion of affirmation. I'm so glad that you said what you said about I'm not suggesting that you affirm for yourself something that just is abundantly not true. Um, but I know that there's so much talk about affirmation out there and positive speak, and I want to make sure that we clarify for our listeners your true intentionality of how you use affirmation away from just just say it's going to be okay, it'll be okay kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know that's not what you're saying. So I actually created um, different types of affirmations because, and I can give them to you really quickly, because okay. I, I, I like this thing, and this, this is just a joke, so, you know, but I call certain people the law of attraction language police, and these are the people who every time you say something, they correct what you said. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Okay, and I think that's just so funny, so I just say that 
just as a joke to make fun of people who are constantly correcting your language because I just believe that whatever those higher powers are, they really understand what you truly want. And it's really the intention behind the affirmation that's important, right? So why have this extra stress of trying to get your words perfect? I mean, that, that's not the point. So what we've got is we want to get rid of the negative or disempowering affirmations. All right, these are expressions of criticism of yourself or others. Like we talked about before, saying, I'm so stupid, or I should have done this, or I should do this, or I'm going to try. Okay, the words try and should are just a complete waste of your breath. So let's just try to eliminate that as a disempowering affirmation. But let's talk about the, 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 the words that work, which are releasing statements. So releasing statements are powerful statements that you, that you are declaring what you will no longer have as your truth in life again. So it could be something like, I will never smoke a cigarette again. That is a perfect releasing statement. And I don't care that it has the word not in it or, you know, like, you, you know what I'm talking about with this yep. language police. Um, I, so mine is, I release my fear of abandonment. Mm. And then I follow that up with an asking statement, which is something like, I release my fear of abandonment. I am surrounded by unconditional love and support. So we can, we have I am statements. So I am statements declare the qualities, personality, traits, the lifestyle, the choices, and values that you want to embody in your life. So, you know, what did you say yours was? I am an achiever. I am yes. a high achiever. Yes. That's a great I am statement. So mine is I am a powerful manifester. Mm. And I can, I can, I have tons of them. I actually wrote a list of 100 I am statements. And for one year straight, I wrote a, one page of affirmations a day. So I truly am the affirmation queen. And then I love asking statements. So asking statements, um, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to say I have my dream job when I don't even have a job. Because that doesn't, that feels incongruent and it doesn't feel like your truth, right? So right. asking statements would say, guide me to be at the right place at the right time to find my dream job. Oh, Mary, that is a that great way. Yes. Yummy? Yes, it does. And what I love about what you did is you distinguished so beautifully just what I was trying to get you to distinguish, which is what's, you know, what people might say is, oh, roll the eyes, affirmation statements. You distinguished how you do that in a beautiful, powerful way. And then positioning the ask statement behind it, it just is so much more crisp and robust and powerful, I think, than what maybe listeners might think they know about affirmation statements. Because it's about the intention. So if I say, Help me be at the right place at the right time to find my dream job. To me, that makes me feel good inside my body. That creates the feel-good chemicals. Let's go back to that neurobiology, right? That's going to create vasopressin. That's going to create dopamine and serotonin. But if I say, oh, I'm living my dream job, and I'm in the unemployment line, now I've just lied to myself, and I'm creating cortisol and adrenaline and things that are anxiety-producing. Mm. So, uh, in another one might be, show me my power. Guide me to thoughts that are in harmony with my core desires. Oh, I love this, Mary. Accelerate and this is a- my personal growth. You know, I, yeah. I have thousands of these. So, I just, I love asking statements, and I don't think that I have to pretend that it's already true. So, okay. I just believe that I'm asking for what I want in an empowering way, like, help me... Help me 
rendezvous with like-minded people today. Mm-hmm. That one pays off for me every time. Mm. Gorgeous way to take us into our first break, Mary. Already, time flies and we're having fun. I'm your host, Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Mary Shores, who is a successful entrepreneur, author, and revolutionary founder of the groundbreaking Conscious Communication System, which produces positive results through positive action. She has spent... Um, a decade teaching businesses and individuals how to inspire others, create new ways of thinking, identify and achieve their goals, and take action to create truly meaningful results. She joins us today from Champaign, Illinois. We've been talking about her whole system of conscious communication. After the break, we'll see a little bit more about how she, how she coaches people to achieve that at work and then move on to help she, how she helps people find their talents at work. Stay with us. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just joining us, my guest is Mary Shores, who is a successful entrepreneur, author, and revolutionary founder of the groundbreaking Conscious Communication System, which produces positive results through positive action. Before the break, we were just finishing her conversation or her perspective on conscious communication. I just wanted to give you a a chance, Mary, to complete any thoughts or add anything else that you wanted to know about that before we move on to the next topic. Well, I'm, I'm just really thrilled to share this information, and I know that if, if people can start applying even one of these things in their life, they will start to see pretty dramatic changes in about 45 days. And so, especially on the gratitude, just like having a daily gratitude practice for 45 days, you start to notice some shifts in your life. 
Wonderful. Thank you for that gift, Mary. And speaking of gifts, um, I don't always get this with my guests, but you reached out and said that you had a couple of things that you wanted to offer to gifts uh, in the way of our listenership here. So at the risk of avoiding me messing up those gifts, would you just share with us what are the gifts you'd like to offer the listeners and how do they get a hold of them? Great. Yeah, we have a we have a free offer right now. I have a personal development workbook that I wrote. It's called Ignite Your Dreams, and it's basically like a five day personal development challenge. So we are, we are able to give this away free to your listeners. It's a twenty six page full color workbook. It's absolutely stunningly beautiful. And um, in order to get that, they can just go to my website maryshores.com, click on the button that says Ignite Your Dreams, and um, if they opt in to get our email newsletter, which is called Fearless Ambition, they'll get that workbook. And then what comes along with that is free coaching that I do in my Facebook group that's called the Fearless Ambition Facebook group. So they can share the results in the Facebook group, and it's a lot of fun. And in addition to that, because we are in the middle of our book launch period right now, so I have a book coming out with Hay House, and it launches on August 22nd, which means it's in pre-sale period right now. So what we're doing is anyone who pre-sales the book or anyone who pre-orders the book, they will get um, another free workbook that I wrote called Dream with a Deadline. We've had over 28,000 people download this book with amazing results. In fact, I just got a message from someone today telling me that doing this book absolutely changed her life and her career and and everything in between. So we're really proud of that book. And if you do a pre-order, you'll get that. Plus, you'll get actually a um, pre-sneak peek of Chapter 5, which is what we're talking about here today, which is Cleanser Clog. It's one of the, the big topics we're talking about. So, of course, we want everyone to order the book. And we're also going to give them a free Daily Desires Diary journal page. Lovely, Mary. It's very generous. Thank you for that. And again, I most I, my guests don't often give those kinds of things away. So I want you to know how much we appreciate that. It is very generous. And, and certainly when you're willing to give your your knowledge and your gift away, it's just it's a, it's a beautiful thing. So speaking of gratitude, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. You know, I've been an expert in personal development for 10 years. So it's just absolutely my pleasure to share these gifts. Wonderful. Well, let's talk next, if we can, about discovering talent. Um, You know, of course, that the name of my show is Working on Purpose and that I am keenly interested in helping people define ways to do work that is more meaningful to them, that helps them feel more actualized, agentic, all those kinds of things. So first, let's ground ourselves in the conversation. You have a very successful collections business, and I first want to understand how did you get into that line of work? And you Talk about your business being unique. What makes it unique? Well, ever since I was a little girl, I always, always wanted to be a businesswoman. So when all the other little girls in the neighborhood wanted to play house, I just wanted to play bank. And what that looked like (laughs) was I had in my garage those, you know, garage sale tables set up. And we didn't have printers and things like that back in these days. It was in the 80s. So I would draw up fake money on notebook or copy paper and cut it all up and I made all these accounts for all the neighborhood kids and they I had a drive through in my garage and they would all have to drive through the garage and play pretend bank <laughs> with on their tricycles <laughs> and bicycles and big wheels if you remember big wheels. Yes. And, 
So I always just knew I was going to be a businesswoman. My parents actually owned a collection agency when I was growing up. So I'm a second generation debt collector. And that's how I got into the actual collection business. And what makes our company super unique is that I created my own method of collections that I use, which is called Words That Work. And Words That Work is um, comes from from my mission of wanting people to feel good about paying their debt because so often collections these days has become a punitive situation where it's, you know, this punishing and based on shame and intimidation and anxiety. And I really wanted to reverse that. So my my plan was I want people to feel good about paying a debt because having a debt is a psychological burden that's in that subconscious mind, right? And that burden is going to actually put a wedge. It's going to build a brick wall in between the person who owes the money and their dreams. So I see my job as as wanting to facilitate them to feel good and empower themselves to pay their debt versus feeling like their shame and anxiety to, to kind of use fear to get someone to pay a debt, which I believe is completely wrong. So that is our method. It's called Words That Work. It's based on three rules and three steps. And the, the three rules are really simple. Um, we have a do not say list, which are words like no, not, can't, won't, however, and unfortunately. And the second rule is you replace them with words that work, which are things like what I can do for you today is, or I want to assure you that this is going to be okay. And then the third rule is you always say what you can do instead of what you can't do. So it's just really simple, and now I'm even teaching it to other large debt collection agencies because my my true dream is to change the face of collections in this country, period. Remarkable, Mary. Remarkable. Talk about working on purpose. Uh, I'm blown away by what you just said, and I love that. I completely embrace that. And I had a question I wanted to ask you, and you may have just answered it in the way you describe how you do your business, but I wanted to know to what you attribute your success in building and running your business. Would you say it's that unique way that you run it, or is there more to it? Well, I think that the unique way is the ability that the, the, the way you utilize that. So I have the ability to create a seamless workflow by providing a clear vision. So words that work is that clear vision. That's our why. That's what we're about. That's, you know, that is the identity of our company. But we also back that up with effective planning, um, empowering others to lead through inspiration and motivation, as well as focusing on employee engagement and knowing how to respond in times of crisis. Well, I can't help but nod my head vigorously because they're all those are all things that I care about. So yes, sister, yes, <laughs> good. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the the nitty gritty of helping the individual listener out there. So as you know, the show is designed to help individuals more meaningfully and productively connect with their work, and also organizations help their employees do the same. So you just queued that up beautifully with what you just said. Uh, you mentioned on the phone we talked that you have a chapter in your book dedicated to our work and what it means to us. And in that chapter, you talk about how your work today doesn't necessarily have to have meaning, how you can actually find our talents and find a way to make a career from them. So I want to understand, it seems to me that you've got some way to be able to help us find our talents. Maybe I'm wrong, but yes, no, kind of, sort of in the middle? I, I think you're I think you're completely on point. So I can start this off with just, a, you know, my own short story of 
more than a decade ago when I wanted to really invest heavily in personal development, spirituality, self-actualization, enlightenment, you know, whatever words you want to use for improving yourself in all areas of life, I sort of began to have this existential crisis because, I mean, let's face it, the tax collector in the Bible was not a popular dude. (laughs) And so I really had to figure out, you know, I didn't want to lose my career. And I really thought, you know, I had to bring my personal belief system into my work. So when I was able to bring myself into my career, I was able to change everything. And so you can simply do that. You know, today, more than ever, people are searching for meaning in their work and the ability to make an impact. And this can be found by doing a little bit of exploring to discover your zone of genius. And so what I mean by that is, what do you love to do that you can do better than anyone else? And so, you know, I sometimes post this as a question in my Facebook group, and I will get answers that range from creative ability to create art to baking, baking the best cookies to somebody who's, you know, a rock star at organizing spreadsheets or, or organizing their day. And it's like figure out what your zone of genius is, and once you do that and you start looking to match your tasks to what you're actually good at, you can begin to see things in your life turn around so quickly because, you know, it becomes a joy to be at work instead of something where you're just waiting for five o'clock to come by. Mm-hmm. I love that. Discover your zone of genius. And here's what I think is also really important based on what I've done from my research to complement what you just said there, Mary, is that it's one thing to be good at something. Like, for example, I happen to be a pretty darn good typist. Do you think I want to make my living typing? No. So what I think you distinguish there beautifully is that you also have to be able to get some juice from whatever it is that you're good at, right? So, of course, that's what strengths would say, too. What I have found in my research is that the extent to which we either can find work that lets us really express who we are at our core, our talents, our values, whatever it is, or that work is, you know, becomes really an expression of how we come to see our purpose, then we've really got something here. I mean, that, that, and so... I don't know to what extent that you talk about that in the book. Do you say much more about about that, how to actually develop it into an actual offering? Well, you know, I made this, okay, what I did was I made an entire chapter, and the chapter is truly about authenticity. And authenticity, um, it's really starting to come out now. You know, we're talking about authenticity and, and congruency more and more. But when I first started writing it, the term seemed kind of boring, and so I wanted to make it fun. And what I did was I took this concept of our alter ego. Like, who would we be? Choose a superhero. Who would, who would be, we be or who are those archetypes that we admire? And I realized when I was going through this writing process that mine was some kind of Scarlett O'Hara. Ha! Love and it. And not just Scarlett O'Hara, but Julia Sugarbaker, <laughs> the Terminator. Okay? How perfect is that for a debt collector? Right. But... You know, in, 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 but then you look at that and it's like, okay, Scarlett, Scarlett is business brilliant, right? I mean, she knows how to go after what she wants and she always gets it. Like, she's ruthless. And the thing is, Scarlett's also constantly in a drama of one kind or another. You know, someone's dying, someone's hurt. She shot a dude in her house. Now she's got to bury the body. She's got to deliver a baby. You know, it just never ends for her. And so what I realized was I wanted to be Dorothy because Dorothy had the power all along. 
Now, I'm taking some really silly concepts here to show you that you truly do have some greatness inside of you. All of us do. And it's when you figure out what that greatness is and you use that greatness to serve the world. So whether you are the best second grade teacher that has ever lived and you know how to inspire second grade students, that is going to serve the world because when those kids grow up, we'll see what kind of difference they make. Or maybe you are the best um, nurse on hospice that knows, that has a talent of easing people through their final stages of life. I mean, that is a powerful gift. And I, I completely agree. I love the illustration. I love all the color, by the way, Mary. You can go on for color all day long with me if that's, that's, that's cool. Um, I get all that. Okay, now the other side of the spectrum then. For those people sitting out there going, yeah, but yeah, but I don't know, or I feel stuck. What advice do you have for somebody who feels just stuck in their career, or they just don't really, they're miserable, they don't know what to do, and they, they can't figure out a way out? What advice would you give to them? Well, I've done this so many times, but my first thing to say is just take one step in a new direction. Just mm. one step, even if it's just a baby step. Because life is all about these series of steps we take. And if we go back to the earlier, if the one step that you can take is do what I did, write out one page of affirmations a day, just get yourself a 99-cent journal and use that affirmation guide that I said about what are your asking statements, what are your I am statements, and then just every morning write out that one page. It'll take you five to ten minutes. But I guarantee you that in 30 to 45 days, you will notice a tremendous shift. So that's an example of taking one step. Um, Taking another step might be writing your first blog post or just even searching what jobs are available if this needs to be a a job change. How about a, a step to reach out to a coworker who might be able to introduce you or open the door to another opportunity, but maybe you've just been too shy to reach out to that coworker. Um, in that very same chapter that we were talking about with the Awaken Your Alter Ego, there's a story in there. Do you remember the movie Fried Green Tomatoes? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So we talk about in the, the Kathy Beatty character, and I'm so embarrassed I can't remember her name, off the top of my head, but she was the housewife and the whole movie was about her. Yeah. And, you know, she gets this alter ego of Tawanda. And when she puts Tawanda in charge, look at how her life changes. Yes. So, you know, kind of tying that back into your previous question about when you figure out who that superpower is, and I love asking this question to men because if I say, who would you be if you were a superhero, they can, they can answer immediately. I would be Superman, I would be Bruce Wayne, I would be Tony Stark. And if you think about it, all of those characters are very different. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's when you allow that inner Tawanda to come out that you begin to empower yourself. But it starts with just taking one step in a new direction because that one little step for me it was you know going to my first writer's workshop because prior to that my mantra had been oh I want to write a book but I'm not a writer well how many Mm -hmm. books am I going to write when my mantra is I'm not a writer right 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 like zero yeah no pun intended yes no (laughs) pun intended Um, Mary you're brilliant I'm so enjoying this conversation and sharing with my listeners but here we are already time for a break if you can believe that it just evaporates 
I'm Elise Cortez, your host. We're on the air with Mary Shores, who is a an entrepreneur, author, and revolutionary founder of the groundbreaking Conscious Communication System, which produces positive results through positive action. We've been talking about her perspective on how we can find our talents and get them going in the world. Beautiful perspective, by the way. After the break, we're going to get into her very interesting perspective on cleansing and clogging our lives. Stay with us. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Elise Cortez is a speaker and engagement and development catalyst. She designs and delivers professional development, leadership, and engagement workshops and can bring her expertise to your organization. She will help ignite meaningful development within your workforce that will increase employee engagement, performance, and retention. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at www.elisecortez.com. She would welcome the opportunity to help get your employees working on purpose. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. This is Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. To reach our program today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Mary Shores, who is an entrepreneur, author, and revolutionary founder of the groundbreaking Conscious Communication Systems, which produces positive results through positive action. I loved the story that you shared with us, by the way, Miss Mary, about you growing up and wanting to be a businesswoman. That is such a great way for us to be able to situate you as a successful entrepreneur. So thank you for sharing that most colorful story. Um, In this last segment, I'm very intrigued to hear your perspective on this cleanse or clog idea. And I thought about it a bit in my own life here. Um, And when we were on the phone together, you mentioned something about choosing to 80% cleanse. And I thought about my choice of diet, how I eat, how I weigh in on the mornings, all that kind of stuff. So first, say for us, you know, give us the general picture. What do you mean by cleanse and clog? Great. This is my very favorite thing to talk about because, you know, I think that if you can get this, you can make, you can start to begin your transformation today in your life, in your career, in your relationships, in every area in life. Because the truth is we're actually building our lives with every choice we make and even seemingly small things create a slightly different outcome. And once we understand the power of choice and getting all of the parts of our lives in alignment, then each choice actually has much more meaning. And so when I train my staff, I explain to them that every word you say, every action you take, everything you do is either going to cleanse or clog any 
situation that you're having with a customer on the phone. And what I mean by that is that everything is either creating a connection or it's driving a disconnection. And so I eventually realized that this didn't just apply to business relationships and customers and clients, but that it also applied to our personal relationships. Like what everything you're saying and doing in your relationship is either creating greater connection or driving disconnection. It's cleansing or clogging it. And from there, I could actually see how it applied to every major area of our life, which is health, finances, career, relationships, self-care, and personal development. And so, and, and actually much more than that. And the idea of 80-20 rule is just a super simple way to measure because the idea is not to be perfect because perfectionism in itself is actually a clog. But imagine how much your life would change if you made cleansing connected choices 80% of the time. Mm. I see so much empowerment in that. And I wanted to, if we can, drill down in each of those general areas that we talked about, assuming we have enough time here. Uh, Let's start with the actual diet piece, Mary. So when you were talking with me about that cleansing and clogging, you mentioned a couple of things that would be the clogging piece. And I would love for you to say that again. I did go to my own diet. I love to eat lean meats, a lot of vegetables. I don't eat a lot of fruit. I don't eat a lot of carbs or breads or things like that. And I feel great when I eat like that. Well, you just sort of sketch for us the kinds of things that clean us for our diet and the kinds of things that clog for us in our diet. It's such a a great place to start because if you could understand it with, if you can understand cleanser clog for diet, it's going to instantly click in your mind and you're going to understand how to use this simple principle in every area of your life. So let's um, talk about just in simple terms of our health and wellness. What kind of things are cleansing and clogging? And all you have to do is look at a piece of food and ask yourself the question, if I put this bite of food in my mouth, is it going to cleanse me or is it going to clog me? And so if I hold up an apple, which when I'm speaking in public, I do. I pull out an apple and I say, okay, to the crowd, is this going to cleanse or clog? Well, every person knows that an apple is cleansing, right? If I pull out a piece of chocolate lava cake and I ask the same question, is that going to cleanse or clog, then we all know the answer is clog. So instead of being on a complicated diet where we're trying to count macros and calories and all of this stuff, what if we just looked at every piece of food and said, if I put this in my mouth, is it going to cleanse me or clog me? And I think that even just instinctively, you'll know the answer. Well, I love that. It really, it made something that I was already doing as a practice for me, Mary, much more conscious and therefore it gave me more power to make those choices. So I want to really acknowledge you for just putting that into my life the way that you did. Yeah, and I want to add, I just want to add super quickly that in chapter five, which is the the chapter that we're giving away free, um, is there's a table in there for cleanser clogs. So it's got things on there as ideas. So for example, for your health, it's very cleansing when you get plenty of sleep every night. So getting eight hours of sleep is actually a health cleanse. Getting in your exercise, drinking lots of water, um, eating like you already mentioned before, loading up on protein to help build muscles, using medicinal herbs like cilantro and oregano, taking your omega-3s. Those are all cleansing items, whereas clog is like eating large amounts of fried, frozen, frosted foods. Fried, frozen, Mm -hmm. or frosted. Stay away from that. Frequently mm-hmm. consuming over-the-counter pills, staying up too late and getting up too early, abusing alcohol or any other vices like smoking cigars and cigarettes. I actually call those double dog clogs because they're a clog to your finances and to your health. 
Um, so I think that you get the idea, but I just wanted to let the listeners know that all of this information is actually in that free downloadable chapter, and you can just see the tables yourself. Love it, Mary. Love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, good. Okay, well, let's talk next about how to how to focus or, or bring this into the world of money, personal finances. Cleanse your clog. How do we use this when we think about managing our own money? I think that um, we have to look at our finances the same exact way. When you look at the money that's going out, asking yourself, is this cleansing or clogging my finances? Is this creating, is spending this money on this item creating a stronger connection to my goals or is it driving a disconnection from my goals? So some of the clogs in finances could be things like, um, oh, you know, spending more money on your cell phone bill or your, your, um, cable or, you know, sort of ancillary luxury services that that we use. Another thing is um, having subscriptions of things that you no longer use, but yet maybe there's like a monthly fee going out. You know, I noticed I had to cancel my Ancestry.com account. I mean, it was $20 a month and I hadn't logged in for three months. But yeah, you know, that, so that's an example of a clog. And a cleanse would be, you know, making sure that you're investing in your 401k or you're meeting with your financial planner when, when you're supposed to. And sometimes we, it can get confusing. So, you know, if, you, if you're not sure where to spend your money, you can ask yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, how important is it to make this choice? Or how important is it for you to have this thing? Because if it's really what you need, then it's going to rank higher and you should go ahead and get it. And that's not to say that you shouldn't splurge because, again, we have that 80-20 rule. So 20% of the time, sure, splurge, get that new outfit because that outfit can be a cleanse because it's going to bring you more confidence in your life. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more I could drill down on that because I think the money thing is really important. But just really quickly, what about for the corporate folks listening? How can they apply this to their corporate budgets? I thought a lot about this, and I, I really, truly loved the question, and I, I sort of, in my mind, went through how I managed my, you know, I think we you got to look at the bottom line often. you Sometimes companies spend money in, in crazy ways, and they don't even see how it could be draining to them. So sometimes it's reevaluating your efficiency because, you know, is somebody touching the same process too many times, tightening up your work instructions so that you can have that seamless workflow. And then again, you know, looking where where is the money draining? Where, what expenses have increased over the previous year? And asking yourself if you really need that product or service. Okay. I, I just think the clarity on that is just so critical. Now, coming down to the, the close of the hour here already, let's go ahead and finish this cleansing clog if we can in relationships. How can we use this idea in our relationships? Relationships, I think, is one of the most important areas to use it. Um, I have a section in the book called Bite Your Evil Tongue, which is an old Jewish concept called Lashon Hara, where mm. it's just a really interesting concept about how we speak about other people to other people. So we want to, you know, everything in our lives is predicated by the quality of our relationships. So some cleansing is, you know, preparing meals together is very cleansing to a relationship. A clog would be lacking empathy to that other person. Cleanse is spending quality time together. A clog is fault finding. You know, if you feel yourself about to lash out to your partner and, you know, and you just stop for a second and you think, is that going to cleanse or clog my relationship? 
you know, I tell everyone, everyone who will listen to me, I say, you know what, when you're driving home from work, don't take that phone call from your mother, your sister, your best friend, who you know is just going to get on the phone and complain to you about their day because you need that 10 or 15 minutes to have that sort of downtime to reset before you walk into your house with your family members. You know, you need your nervous system to calm down for a moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So get that, Mary. Oh, my gosh. This has been such a, an incredible conversation here. And there's so much more I could ask you. And as you say, maybe we'll do this again. But um, the last thing I want you to talk about quickly, if you can, is the weak action plan. What is it and how do you recommend you, you, listeners use it? So it's um, what, I, what I have is what I call a one-page action plan. And what that is, is it's an action plan that's just written out in the simplest of terms. We were talking about goal setting before, and it really supports that. So you start with a goal. Um, One of the ones that I did was I wanted to hire six people. So my end result goal was I wanted to hire six people for the job who were, you know, the correct people for the job, and they were looking for long-term employment and like-minded individuals. And then I just reverse engineer that goal. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to say, what are six things that need to be true in order to get that particular goal? And this works with any goal. And once, and the six things were something like where to advertise. I need to advertise correctly. Um, we wanted to go through, the, there was this thing we call the how of wow, which is all about the impression that your front end area makes. So we wanted to look at how our front end office looked. So that went went on as one of the six things. Um, I created, I needed to create a hiring team and I put five people on the hiring team. So it was just things like this. And then for each one of those six bullet points, I come up with three action items for each one of the six. So now I've got 18 action items and those 18 action items become the one page action plan. Oh my gosh, Mary, that was gorgeous. So crisp. And just let me give you a chance here to have the final word, if you will, before I, I take the listeners to your to your website, et cetera. So in a minute or so, what would you like to leave our listeners with? Well, and I, I want to mention quickly, too, that the one-page action plan is actually in the Ignite Your Dreams download with all the instructions. So you can have a printout of it and the instructions of how to do it. And what I'd really love to leave to your listeners is just, again, to say that you can begin to transform your life today in any area that you need to, your, your career, your finances, your relationships, by simply understanding the impact and the power of every single choice that you're making and just asking yourself simple questions like, will this cleanse or will it clog? And, you know, on the time that you need extra support, it's, it's definitely a great idea to look at your communication with yourself, that self-talk that we were talking about in the beginning. Beautiful way to finish, Mary. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your passion, your perspective, your your expertise. It has been wonderful to have you here with us. It's been wonderful to be here. If you want to learn more about Mary Shores and the work she does, visit her website. It's maryshores.com, M-A-R-Y-S-H-O-R-E-S. Next week, we'll be on the air with Jamie Hansen talking about her work helping leaders to embrace the differences between genders in an age of disruption. Her book is called Expanding the Conversation because real leaders leverage gender differences to create a competitive advantage in business. See you then. Remember that work is one of our lives, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. 
Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Elise Cortez, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, find your life's purpose at work. We'll be right back. 